say this in your heart. God has promised to hide me under the shadow of his wings. So I am safe from all storms. With every trial, my God shall make a way of escape. I am coming out in Jesus' name. Amen. With this, I want to welcome you. Um, first of all, bring you the announcements that we have for today. Um, just three of them. Uh, as usual, we have our Bible study at 3.30 p.m. after you've had your lunch and had a bit of rest. Um, with our pastor, the title is The Perpetual Incense. The Perpetual Incense. Um, the next announcement is that um, we hope, believe that all churches will resume um, physically at church on the 31st of July. Amen. And we shall, by the grace of God, have our normal worship without any hindrance whatsoever. And then tomorrow, as usual, every uh, Sunday, 4 p.m., we have a non-seven-day Adventist Bible study. Please, if you have such people, people who you know will be interested in this, please help them to get the link so that they can have this um, special Bible study for them. Um, I'm just going to run through plan of our, of our program so that um, you will know what is coming next. We're going to have, after uh, the call to worship, we're going to have the opening song by Sister Deborah, hymn number 82. An intercessory prayer will follow by Sister Chanda. Then uh, uh, Brother Diraj will do the offertory. After that, we have the children's story by uh, Deepak Pali. And uh, we'll have a little bit of um, pause there to have a uh, an announcement and a special prayer for the Lamy family, uh, which pastor will take control of. And we'll have uh, the scripture reading from Matthew 28, 18 to 20 by Miss Chimuka. Um, this will be a video. Also, we have a special item on video by uh, Desmond, who is from the Rollington Church in Jamaica. And a special item. After that, we'll have a the pastor will break the bread of life for us uh, on the topic: the purpose of Bible stories. The purpose of Bible stories. And our closing hymn, our closing song will be from the Williams family, and the benediction will be followed by a pastor, and the vote of thanks will be done by Elder Paul Sutheraj. Okay. Call to worship, Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2. We will give thanks to the Lord with our whole heart. We will recount all of your wonderful deeds. We will be glad and exult in you. We will sing praises to your name, O Most High God. Shall we pray? Father, we commit our worship into your hands and we ask that your Holy Spirit will move freely amongst us, that we will concentrate, remove all forms of distraction from this worship, that we will concentrate looking fully at your face. Lord, we pray that you will open our hearts to the receiving of your word and we ask the God that you accept the worship that we bring today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
Hello, shall we take a position of uh, prayer, whatever is most comfortable for you? And I'm reading the verse that was read before. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I'll be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name. All, all thou most high, shall we pray. Our God, our creator, and our sustainer. Jehovah God, we want to thank you for the good God that you are to us. You have blessed each one of us abundantly. Indeed, your blessings, they have been fresh and new every single morning from the last time we met last Sabbath, even up to now. Jehovah God, we want to thank you for the gift of life. Father, we thank you for the fact that you love each one of us intimately. We thank you, Jehovah God, that you created us to experience your love. Father, forgive us for the many times that we take your love for granted, for not being faithful to you, for the many times that we worry and we are concerned about life. Jehovah God, we thank you for your forgiveness. Because, Father, you have said when we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of all our unrighteousness. We know, Jehovah God, that as individuals, as families, and as a congregation, we are prone to wonder. We are prone to doubt your love. We are prone to think you don't care and do things within, try to do things in our might. And it is for this, Jehovah God, that we are asking you to forgive us. Father in heaven, as we come before you, each one of us has got different needs. Father, we thank you that you are concerned even for the smallest thing that concerns us. Father, you are concerned and you want us to ask you because you have said, ask and it shall be given, seek and it shall find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Father, what we are praying for this morning is that you fill us with your Holy Spirit. Jehovah God, fill us so that we may know Jesus Christ and the power of his saving grace, so that Jehovah God will know exactly what it means to us as individuals to rest in you, to know you intimately. Oh, Lord God of hosts, we want to experience you. We want to know you. We want to hear your voice saying, Woki, this is the way you should go. Father, give us a spirit of obedience. Make us willing to be made willing, O oh Lord God of us. Jehovah God, you who started the good thing in us, will you, will you accomplish it until the very end? Father in heaven, as we come before you, Jehovah God, we want each one of us to be the name that heaven will call. When you say, who shall I send in Brentry? Who shall I send in Malden? Who shall I send in Chelmsford? Father, that our names will be whispered to you and will gladly say, here and my Lord send me. Jehovah God, I pray that you take away the focus, the selfish focus that we generally have where it's all about me. Father, we want to extend your kingdom. Father, we want to be part of your people who you send forth to do the great works for, the, for such a time as this. And so, Father, we thank you for your word that keeps reminding us of what we need to be doing, reminding us of the purposes, Father, that you gave us the stories in, in the Bible. Because Jehovah, for the stories you gave us in the Bible, Jehovah God is to change our lives, to make our lives more meaningful. So as pastor is about to break, break the bread of life, indeed, as has already been prayed, take away any distraction. Let our minds be focused on the word. And Jehovah God, for your servant, may the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord God of heaven, even as we listen to your word, may it be for us that this word will produce fruit so that, Father, your name will be honored and glorified. We worship you because your word will not come back empty. In Jesus' name we pray and ask. Amen. Good morning, all. Um, happy Sabbath. Um, 
for our offering, I'm just going to read from Second Corinthians chapter eight. Second uh, Corinthians chapter eight. Um, let's read through. So, and now, brothers and sisters, we want to know about the grace of grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe, severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Paul is giving an example to um, the church of Corinth, the Corinth church uh, of Macedonian church. Even um, he's saying, even they, in their severe trials and poverty, that's something which which that turned into generosity. Let's see what is that uh, in the next verse. Next verse. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability. Why could they do that? Let's see. And entirely on their own, they urged, urgently pleaded with us for, because they had the privilege of sharing in this service to the to the Lord's people. They had they, they had the privilege of sharing Jesus, and in turn they were generous in giving. Let's see next verse. They had they gave themselves first of all to God, for and then they and by the will of God also to us. First, first they gave to the Lord, and after their needs were fulfilled, they gave by their will. Um, in the seventh uh, verse, but but since you excel in everything in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you, you also excel this grace of giving. What, what love was kindled in there? I'm sure it was love of God, love of Jesus. What, so what did we learn from uh, Macedonian church which Paul is talking about? First of all he says be generous. Generous in giving or also for most actually most of us we should uh, be generous in giving time to God and when you are generous you and when you're generous we'll see what happens next. We have privilege to share the God God's love to uh, other people. Um, and then Paul says, "People, also, uh, people needs will be fulfilled when we um, we give give them love. We give them, um, we share with them. Um, also, which our church also is striving for, where we, we uh, approach people. So we we um, so we, when we are generous, we help church to uh, strive for their um, needs." And, and the third thing is, let's give God's share first. And when when our and when our needs are fulfilled, and if we have surplus, sometimes give to the um, we give our free willing offering. Uh, let it be let it be your pay or gift. Um, also, I want to um, tell the parents that when. When uh, teach the children to give their um, God share from their gift to um, uh, God, uh, so that they can learn how uh, to give first, uh, first to God. You can also uh, you can only do this if you have Jesus' love kindled kindled in you. Uh, let us pray. Our dear Mary, Father, thank you, Lord, for this love you have given us, love you have shown us, Lord. Uh, God, you have given us your Son. You have generously give us, given us your Son, Lord. I pray that we, in turn, we share our, our share to you, Lord. I pray that you be with us and let your offerings be doubled and tripled and reach to all the need, needy people, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Today's story is about how to stop worrying. A teacher walked into Today's story is about how to stop worrying. A teacher walked into a classroom and she raised a glass of water. Everyone expected that they'd be asked, "Is this half empty or half full?" But instead, with a smile on her face, she asked, "How heavy do you think this glass is?" People started shouting out different answers, but she replied, "The weight of this glass does not matter. It all depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for just a minute, it's not a problem. It's still light. If I hold it for an hour, I'll probably have an ache in my arm." If I hold it for an entire day, my arms will feel numb and paralyzed. The weight of the glass never changes, but the longer I hold it, the heavier it becomes. The stresses and worries in life are like a glass of water. If you think about them for a while, nothing happens. If you think about them for a bit longer, they begin to hurt. And if you think about them all day long, then you feel paralyzed. If you're someone that thinks you're not good enough because you're comparing yourself to others, Remember that God created each of us differently and remember that you will always be good enough for God. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 it says, "Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything." Like it says in the Bible, we need to tell God everything that's on our minds, so that God can help us. Let's pray to close. Dear Jesus, please help us not to be anxious or stressed about anything. Remind us that in every situation we can pray to you and share our thoughts with you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. My beloved in Christ, I declare with greater pain from the bottom of my heart about Sister Joan Lamis' demise. And she passed away day before yesterday at twelve thirty p.m. And as you all know, she loved the church, loved the people, and she's one of our uh, prominent members since nineteen ninety. And yesterday, me and uh, our Chamsford uh, head elder, elder Paul Satyaraj, we went there to home, and we prayed, and we had a long conversation with the elder Victor, and he asked us to convey his thanks and gratitude to every one of you who treated her well, loved her. and express all kinds of kindness in many ways he wanted to be with us today but rather he decided to be with the sons let's continue to pray for that family as they are mourning for their wonderful and precious mother and in order to bring comfort and claim promises 
I would like to invite everyone for a special prayer meeting this Wednesday evening at 7.30. And all the four churches, particularly Chumsford, you are invited to join. Pastor Sam Davis will be preaching for us as he knows the family very closely for many years. And when I talked to him, he agreed to address on Wednesday, 7.30. And let's continue to pray and uphold that family in wherever the capacity and availability. Sons are really devastated. And Elder Victor is also passing through trauma and anguish in his heart. And therefore, even today, as a church family, that Sister Lamy loved. And I request everybody to bow your heads. And I'm going to ask Shamsward Prayer Ministry Leader, Sister Verdina, to offer this prayer primarily for the family. Let's pray. Our eyes are closed, our heads are bowed. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory. Your word says in all things we should give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And so this morning, Lord, we give you thanks for life. We give you thanks for the life of Sister Jo Lamy, O oh God, because her life has touched many lives. And you know her, Lord. It is you who knitted her together when she was in her mother's womb. It is you who brought her into this world. And so today, Lord, we praise you as the God of life. In your word, it says that you, O oh Lord, in your hands is the soul of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. And so as our creator, as our redeemer, as our sustainer, Lord, we thank you and we praise your holy name. And so, Lord, it is you who giveth and it is you who taketh, as your word says, O oh Lord. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And today, Lord, we want to praise you for Sister Lamy and her family. We want to thank you, O oh Lord, for the time that you have allowed her to be on earth. We want to thank you for her, her undying service to your work, to your church, to the community service. So, Lord, she has served you tirelessly. And for this, Lord, we give you thanks. Many lives she has touched. Many children she has looked after and be the child minder of many of our children in this church family. And I want to thank you for the time that she has looked after my children, oh God. I thank you for the privilege that we have had. And today, Lord, as we lift the family up, we ask you, oh Lord, to send your word, oh God, to comfort them. Your word says, O Lord, that blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And you, O God, who's the ever-present one, the omnipresent God, you're there when we are down, you're there when we are hurting, you're there when we are mourning the loss of our loved ones, O God. And so, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to put your loving arms around Brother Victor and James and Simon and all the close friends and family and those who are beloved by this family, Lord, to comfort them at this time. Your word also said, O oh Lord, that you will heal the brokenhearted and bind up the wounds. And so we ask you, O oh God, to send forth your word and heal their broken hearts and bind up their wounds. And so, Heavenly Father, your word says, O oh Lord, that the Lord will, will keep those whose minds is stayed on you and trust in you. You will keep them in perfect peace. And so we pray that your peace, your shalom will be upon this family as they grieve. And as we all as a church family grieve the loss of our beloved sister, Joe Lamy. 
Father God, in Jesus' name, we lift up this family to your throne of grace, O God. And we pray that your presence, your peace, your strength, your, your, your sustaining power shall be upon them. And so, Heavenly Father, you are the God who sustains us. You are the God who redeems us. You are the God who strengthens us. Give them strength, O God, in this time of weakness. And so, Lord, we pray for the rest of our church family. We pray for, the, for, for our shepherd, uh, Pastor Melky, and the elders, and all those who are supporting the family directly at this time. May you cover them with your grace, O oh God. And so for all of us here who know her, and all of us who may just encounter her in one way or another, and even for those who didn't know her, we ask you, O oh Lord, to touch us and help us to understand and realize that our lives are in your hand, O oh God, that you, who is the creator of the universe, our lives, O oh God, are continually in your hand. And so now, Lord, we ask you to bless this family, to comfort them, to strengthen them, to uphold them in the palm of your hands, O oh God, and we pray, O oh Lord, that your presence will be continually with them at this time. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we ask you to touch every family that is at this altar this morning, O oh God. Touch us with your grace and help us, Lord, to appreciate the time that we have here on earth. Help us to fulfill your purpose. Help us, Lord, to walk according to your ways and according to your will. And when that time shall come, when you will call us home, we can say it is well with our souls. May that be, O oh Father God, each and every one of us, our testimony, we pray. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Sabbath Church. Today's scripture reading will be coming from Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And I, Lord, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Of 
the sea thinking I've had enough I become afraid and Jesus stretches out his hand to me Please save me, only you have the ability And Jesus said, come, come, it is me No need to be afraid, trust me I am the Son of God, can't you see? Trust me, trust me, trust me When you feel neglected, he will be there. When her tide is unexpected, he will be there. When you feel alone and lost, he will be there. When you drown in thirst, when Jesus said, Come down, it is me, no need to be afraid. I am the Son of God, can't you see? Trust me, trust me, trust me Then Jesus said, come down, it is me No need to be afraid, trust me I am the Son of God, can't you see? Trust me, trust me, trust me. Praise the Lord. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Thank you so much for all your uh, connection here. Um, may the Lord bless you and bless your family and bless all your work. And thank you so much that God's grace is upon every one of us. I praise the Lord, people who are in Zoom, in YouTube, and in different ways and venues that you have joined to worship with the Basildon, Chumsford, Molden, and Braintree. And today, our topic is the purpose of Bible stories. There are about 700 stories in the Bible. Stories for sermon. Stories for children as bedtime stories. Stories for theological evidences. And in the New Testament, those stories are called parables. But the question is, do we tell the stories as the authors in the Bible intended to say? Do we understand the stories as Jesus expected us to learn or say? There are millions of children in this world are confused about Sabbath, about Bible, about religion, about church, because the stories are told them without the author's purpose of those particular stories. Sometimes we tell the bedtime stories based on what we like to pick up from the stories. That's why children are even today, confused exactly what is in the Bible, what is in the church, what about Sabbath, and everything. And even adults are not able to grasp the faith of Jesus Christ because the stories of the Bible are not told and understood the way the authors expected us to understand. And today, and the rest of the three weeks on Sabbaths, 
I would like to share stories of the Bible and how we have to take and how we have to understand and how we have to tell the children this is the story and this is the purpose. And before we start, let's bow heads for prayer. Dear Lord, we need the Holy Spirit. Let him lead to understand the stories of the Bible so that we can understand the intention why in the Bible there are about 700 stories in order to prove our faith in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. How to tell a story from the Bible? And what is the purpose of every story? You know, my brothers and sisters, I told about 700. In fact, I picked up from that book. And that book says there are 700 to 800 stories in the Bible. 98% of the stories, whether it is a short story or big stories, about six chapters together, has four fragments. The first one is initiating part. When you tell the story to your children, when you take the story, when you read the narrative of the biblical stories, you have to understand the initiating part, how the story starts. For example, we tell the story long, long ago, there was a village and that village, there was a farmer and he had his wife and two children. So the story begins and that's called initiating part. We need to understand when you read stories in Judges, stories in 1st and 2nd Samuel, stories in Genesis, please very carefully understand how the story starts. Because many pastors will pick up the initiating part and preach and end the sermon. And we don't do justice to the stories. Because that's not the intention that God gave that story. We need to give justice to the stories because the authors of all the stories heard the voice of the Holy Spirit and wrote the stories by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We need to be very vigilant when you say the stories. Any stories cannot end with the initiating part. Number two, it's complication. Every story as I said, 98% of the stories will have complication. So as soon as you finish the initiating part, immediately you will come down to the complication of the situation. Anyway, I'm going to give you a few examples. Complication. And that complication will trigger the readers to read very carefully. Some people will do only the complication. And if you miss the initiating part, if you miss the second two parts, then that's why children and even adults are confused about the Bible, about where God is leading us. Complication. And number three, the third part of the story, when you tell your children, when you read the Bible story, you cannot miss the third point called resolution. Because how God deals that complication, how God finishes that complication, how God heals somebody, and that's called resolution. Some people will just think about and preach about resolution without missing the complication. Again, that's where we are sometimes miss the point or the intention of the Holy Spirit when he impressed the authors to write. And number four is the purpose of the story. And if we don't miss the purpose of the story, 
we will miss the major part of the story. Any stories cannot be dealt with the complication or the resolution without missing the initiating part and the purpose of the story. For example, as I said, for example, let me give an example of the smallest story in the Bible from uh, Matthew chapter 8, uh, sorry, Mark chapter, uh, beg your pardon, Matthew chapter 8, verse 14 and 15. Okay, here is the story. Very small story. And when I explain this, you will understand a marvelous eye-opening. Okay, when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw something. That's how the initiating part, the story begins. Jesus goes to Peter's house. Where is the complication? Peter's mother-in-law is lying in bed with the fever. That's a complication. All right? So sometimes pastors like me will preach Jesus will go when there is need. Jesus, he is preaching only about the initiating point, leaving the complication, leaving the resolution, and leaving the purpose of the story. However, here as an example, so Jesus is going to Peter's house, is the beginning or the initiative part of the story. What is the complication? As I said, Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever complication and how Jesus is resolving that complication he touched her hand and the fever left her resolution we can't stop there okay end of the story many people faith is dwindling because there is no purpose of the healing or there is no purpose of the story so what actually is the purpose of the story? She got up and began to wait on him or serve him in some other translation. And she got up and began to serve him. What is so important in the purpose of the story? In Jesus' time, our Old Testament, women were not allowed to serve rabbi. Women were not allowed to serve a rabbi. The purpose of the story that God is the God of equality. God never discriminate women. Women are allowed to serve rabbi. That's the purpose of the story. If we just to preach only about the initiative part, we miss the whole thing. So the children don't understand what is so significant that women serve him. And they miss the point. So when you finish the bedtime story, never finish the story without the purpose of it. I'll give you another story as an example with two complications. Luke chapter 15. It's all a very popular story about prodigal son. In that prodigal son, where is the initiative part? Let me read verse 11. Then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. That's the beginning of the story. That's the initiating part. Many people think the complication is taking the portion of goods from the father. Not at all. Why? Because if you read 13, and not many days after. Okay, so that's not the complication. Taking the portion is not the complication there. Because even after he took the portion, still he was with the father. Still he is enjoying the rest of the portion of the father for himself. But where is the complication? There are two complications. Number one, son leaves the father. That's the complication. And that's verse 13. And not many days after, 
the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possession with the prodigal living. That's the complication, number one. Okay, so one son leaving the home, complication. Number two, verse 28, the first son is not want to, doesn't want to come inside the house. Both are now outside of the house, complication. Verse 28, you will see there, but the oldest son was angry and did not want to go in. Two complication. One son is going out and another son doesn't want to come in. Complication. So how the father resolves the complication. Very amazing. If you miss that resolution, that's why people misunderstand Bible stories. 20 and 28. You will understand how God resolves. 20, God leaves his house, his seat, his status, and go and bring the son to home. That's the resolution. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son. He left, the father left his house, left his seat, left his status, and goes out of his house to embrace him, to kiss him, and to put his arms around him. That's for the first complication. He leaves the home, leaves the status, and leaves everything. And 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. Same resolution for these two complications. That father leaves the house, leaves his status, leaves his glory, and coming out to meet the children. Now you know where I'm going to. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. Who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Resolution. So in that house, two complications. Both son, one left the house, one did not want to come to house. And in order to resolve these two complications, father had to leave his house, leave his status, leave his glory, and come and embrace, plead them to come inside the house. What is the purpose of this story? You may think, party, that's not the purpose of the story. Would you like to guess what is the purpose of the story? Let's read verse 31. The purpose of the story is not asking the eldest son to celebrate because that father doesn't do justice to this story. But rather, in that text, there is a statement which is the purpose of the story. Let's read verse 31 in Luke 15. When we think about the prodigal son story. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because his brother of yours was dead, is alive again. He was lost and is found. In this story, the purpose is, in verse 31, everything I have is yours. If the youngest son did understand this, he would have not gone out. If the eldest son did understand, he would have not waited outside. 
And that's why the father says, my son, everything I have is yours. Your faith and my faith is different because we don't understand that. If you do understand whatsoever happened, we will not leave the church. We will not leave the responsibility. We will not resign any of our commitment. We will not just give up anything in the church. Because the purpose of the story is what all belongs to God is belongs to me. Having heard these two examples, let me start my sermon. Are you all sleeping? The Bible story has four parts again. And you will be thrilled to see the purpose of the Bible stories. The initiating part of the Bible stories is Genesis 1.1. Starts or begins the story. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Long, long ago, one person built the house which is called world. It's the beginning of the story. Initiating part. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But what is the complication? I think you can understand and guess. The complication is Genesis 3 verse 6 that your father and my father, your mother and my mother ate the fruit. Complication, poisonous, venomous, which leads them to death. When the women saw that the fruit was of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Complicated. Curse. Death was pronounced. So in the Bible story, the complication is people disobeyed God. People disrespected the commands of God. People distrust the liberty that God gave them. What is the resolution? Verse 15. And now God wants to resolve this by saying, I will put my enemy and put enmity between thee and the women and between thy seed and her seed. You shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. The whole New T Old Testament, the whole Old Testament, God is trying to expose this resolution. In every story, you will see the resolution of redemption. In every story, every book of the Bible, including Ruth, including Esther, you will see God is behind the story, leading them to understand that there is a ransom. There is a resolution to resolve the complication. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5 says, Surely he took up our infirmities, and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of all. Resolution. Matthew chapter 27, verse 50. And it also says, And when Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Resolution. Resolution. The whole, whole Old Testament is talking about and exposing about the resolution for the complication. Resolution for the complication. Resolution for the complication. But what is the purpose of the story? 
I'm not sure whether you can conclude in that because it is very amazing. Many people think that is not my comfort zone. I can't do that. I don't want it. It's too much for me because the purpose of the Bible story is so amazing. And that's Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20. The purpose of the Bible story is all authority in heaven and on earth has given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. My friends, the whole Old Testament is about resolving the complication. From the purpose of the story, from here forward, the whole New Testament, every chapter, every book about evangelism and soul winning. You take from any book, from book of Acts chapter 1 to Revelation 22, even Revelation 22, the bride and the spirit invites, come and drink the water, which is free. The whole Old Testament, you can go anywhere. Nobody can say, it's not my comfort zone, which means you are missing the purpose of the Bible story. Cross is the resolution, but not the purpose. The purpose of all the Bible story is Take that resolution to all the people and tell them the resolution has been done. So accept and come because I am with you always. If you want to know the purpose of the author, you tell your children, I will tell a story. God bless you. Amen. Father, thank you for the story. 
evangelism and soul winning and reaching our neighboring community is the purpose of Bible story. Because you have made the resolution for the complication. Many people don't know about it. It's been resolved. It's been paid. And that's why many people are wandering here and there without hope. But we are, dear Lord, extremely apologize because we think it's not my comfort zone. I don't know. Please, dear Lord, help us not to miss the plot of the Bible story. We do understand the whole Old Testament is about resolution for the complication. And the whole New Testament is to declare the resolution in the name of soul winning and evangelism. Now help us to tell the children the story as you intend. Please forgive us that many times we miss to tell our children the story as it is. Thank you so much, dear Lord, for opening our eyes to see our status. In order to resolve it, our, son, uh, uh, our Savior Jesus Christ, your Son, gave up the seat, gave up his glory, and gave up his status, and took the form of bond servant and came down out of the house to invite us into the home. And therefore help us to believe from today, whatever is yours, is ours. Thank you so much, dear Lord. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Glory be to the Lord. We were truly blessed by what we have heard through uh, his servant. And today we were having, we were brought a different dimension to the purpose of the Bible story. You know, we sing the song, I love to tell the story, or tell me the story of Jesus. The story, Bible stories is all about the story about Jesus. And today we heard about the purpose of the Bible story. Thank you, Pastor. The initiate, the initiatory part, the complications, the resolution. And finally, the purpose. And I'm sure this series of uh, these Bible stories throughout this uh, month, we are going to learn about the complications, resolutions, and the purpose that they have been given in our uh, Bible. Thank you so much. I'm sure we all were blessed. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. We want to thank the Lord for all that has happened here today during the Sabbath school during the divine service um, we were all blessed thank you everyone who have participated and as pastor initially mentioned that god has put his word in, in your mouth and you have performed it well and we were all blessed those who heard now as we dismiss ourselves from this divine hour let us remind ourselves of what we have learned today especially during the Sabbath school too, about the rest, uh, that we will not be restless, that we will rest in the Lord till we come back at half three this af afternoon where we will be led into this Bible study of perpetual incense again as we deal on the sanctuary service. Till such time, may God's grace and blessings go with you. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsels guide upon you. With his sheep securely fall.
Thanks, Anil. Thank you, Deeraj. Yeah.